anyone who's been on a bushwalk recently will have seen that the, the waterfalls are, are flowing magnificently. Beautiful. In fact, better for quite a while. Uh, We're very blessed. And I reckon, well, sometimes, you know, when we live in the Blue Mountains, it's easy for us to forget that Australia has a water problem and that we're living in the driest country in Earth. Water is such a precious resource, yet we know that too often it, it's wasted. So here, with some ideas on how to save water and other aspects of water, is John Hockney. Welcome, John. Hi. Hi, Nick. Over to you. Thank you very much. Water. Well, we all need it. All life on our planet needs water to sustain it. Trees, flora, fauna, you, me, your family and workmates, every living thing on this planet needs water to survive. And there are 7.6 billion people living on our planet today. And every person needs water every day. Without it, we would die. So we here in Australia are pretty lucky. We turn on a tap and, hey presto, instant water. But it is how we all use water which is the big question of today. And that includes you, me, farmers, growers, industry and mining that need water to exist. It is not always someone else's responsibility. We all need to be aware not to waste it. And with a country like Australia that suffers drought and climate change on a large scale, uh, conservation of water is paramount to our survival. So today I'll be introducing my friend and neighbour Pete DePen, who will help us understand a bigger picture about water and how to use it. Pete is an environmental hydrogeologist with over 35 years of professional experience in a variety of technical and management roles. And most of Pete's projects have concentrated on water, groundwater resource evaluation and protection of these resources from pollution and exploitation. So he's had a pretty interesting time with water, has been. So his extensive experience includes developing and implementing regulatory solutions to complex environment and resourcing challenges, primarily as a consultant and regulator. And he's currently focusing on a PhD project. And welcome, Pete. Thanks, John. There are two stages of discussion on water today. First, how you can help conserve as much as you can. And remember, what you conserve, you don't pay for. So water bills won't be as high as well as you do your bit to conserve water. So how are federal and state government looking at recycling water? Some recycling is happening today. We'll be in touching on that later. But you might ask, what can I do? I'm just little me in my little house, flat or unit, and there were quite a few things you can help with to preserve our precious commodity water. They may all seem little things, but every bit saved and multiplied by a million people will make a big difference. Uh, my house was built five years ago, but the hot water in the kitchen wasted virtually three litres of water before it became hot. Once I realised, I used a large jug to collect the cold water, refill the ke kettle and or pour surplus on the garden so at least it wasn't being wasted. The other day I happened to change the filter on the tap. The water now flows quicker and consequently heats quicker. So it's little things that can help. 
shower instead of a bath. And four minutes is the regulatory max user timer if you want to check. Fit a shower sense head that uses between three and five litres of water a minute instead of nine litres, uh, which you get with standard heads. And that can save you up to 5,000 litres a year. Or save shower water in a bucket, perfect for reuse on the garden. Perhaps invest in a portable greenhouse to grow herbs and small veggies. Keep weeds out of your garden. They steal precious water from other plants. And use a cup of water to clean your teeth or shaving. Don't keep the water running. A suggestion, I do it anyway, I keep one cup a day for water or herbal tea, which helps reduce the amount of washing up. I might be lazy as well, but that's it. Over a day, it all adds up. If you have a tank, use tank water to feed your garden. Use lots of mulch. Uh, plants won't need as much water. And flush toilets on half flush when possible. Use products smart water approved. If you go on the water, uh, Sydney water, they will tell you about shower heads and taps that can use excessive amounts of water, so always check. Uh, one little idea that I was uh, looking at when I was researching this was something that came up. We get recycled uh, for recycling plastic bottles. Cut the bottom off, drill some holes in the lid, place them top down uh, around your plants for an easy do-it-yourself drip irrigation bottle garden. Uh, great for doing your plants. So fully stock dishwashers before using and check your home for leaks. If your water bill suddenly escalates, Sydney Water will check your home, tell you about repair work needed and suggest water-saving devices. Choice magazine has suggested that over half of household water could be reused or recycled as grey water, saving potentially thousands of litres of water a day. And what a great idea if conversion kits could be bought for existing homes and all new homes had grey water recycling automatically built in. In drought-affected areas, this simple idea would help, especially in towns such as Goulburn, Tamworth, Armidale or Wagga. Um, a little exercise for you. Uh, this is about um, when you're buying bottled water. Say you buy two bottles of water every day. That's 14 bottles a week. Over a year, that bottle waste creates about 15 kilograms of waste, and it'll cost you about $1,426. That cost equates more than 1,800 times more than tap water. So, okay, Sydney water contains fluoride, good for teeth. Bottled water doesn't. It is your preference. But it's easy to turn on the tap and trust the water we drink is still pure and refreshing. And recycling, the process of water catchment in countries like Australia, is via our dams and rivers and a purification process. So when it reaches you, it is safe, healthy and virtually cost-free. For most of us, our daily process is a shower or wash in the morning, cleaning teeth, flushing toilets. And, but today with coronavirus 19, washing hands frequently is advised to keep us safe. And at the moment, we all need to do that, adding a heavier burden on part of our water resource. So what happens to our wastewater when we unplug the sink, flush the toilet, 
have a shower or bath, wash our clothes or use the dishwasher. We pull the plug and the water drains off down the sink and it's carried to a wastewater treatment plant. The reason wastewater plants exist is to recycle as much water as we can that at present is then pushed into our rivers for recycling. Now what happens then? I'd like to ask Pete what he thinks about recycling and what other alternatives there might be to maintain our supplies of water in drought. What do you think, Pete? Uh, yeah, so there's a, a you know, there, there is only so much water. We, we, we can't go and create it, we can't invent it, we can't manufacture it. Um, uh, it it's H2O and, and there's a certain amount in, I mean, there's actually a certain amount of H and a certain amount of O and a certain amount that is um, in water form at any one time. So there, there's a number of things that we can do to um, reduce our usage. Um, the other thing I guess to focus on is, is how do we maximise the, the, the captures that we already take. Mm. So, you know, the, one of the advantages of reusing water and, and diverting um, water from, from other sources is that uh, the water that is in Warragamba and the other um, dams that we use, uh, which gets chlorinated, so there's as little um, kind of wastage of that very precious resource. So there's a number of, um, of options, but certainly one of the key ones that, that we need to look at much, much more um, realistically is uh, reuse. So that essentially is um, purifying um, sewage mm. and, and getting that to a stage where it is, can actually be put back into the system and, and reuse for drinking water and other purposes. And I know we all have a, an, an intuitive dislike of that mm. option, mm. but you know, we now have the ca capabilities to do it. And, um, and it's certainly something that, that does need to be looked at in places like you know, those towns that you mentioned, mm. Broken Hill and others. Um, you know, they, they're, they're, they're periodically going to um, run out of water from natural sources, so you do have to, you know, and the sewage is, is otherwise going into the treatment work, so, um, in, into the river. So reuse is definitely one. Um, the other big options are around how to better manage stormwater um, in these water-sensitive urban design systems. Mm -hmm. And and the other um, really interesting one, I think, is, is aqu uh, managed aquifer recharge. So where you deliberately percolate more water into the ground so that you can get it out later when you... Um, when you need it, but you know, you, 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 none of these things are inventing water. You're just kind of reducing the burdens that we're putting on the environment and, and, and the water systems. But reusing sewage water is nothing new, actually, is it? It is no, no, being done. It's been, been, been done since. I mean, you know, you can evaporate it and, 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 and it's purified if, yes. if, you, if you can yeah. afford that. Um, but yes, um, certainly, you know, lots of places do it. Israel's been doing it for a long time. Britain's been doing it for a long yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up with 1900, they started doing it, so I'm a living example of, uh, of that. So. Yeah, in, in your case, you, were, you, you mean that the, the sewage was going into the creeks and then further down the, the creeks were, were then being used for water supplies, and that's, that's a very common yeah. system. Yes. But it, yeah, and in people's minds, they, it's, it's, it's now being purified because it's yeah. been the creek, and yeah. it's a, yeah. a wonderful concept. Yeah. 
but there are some treatments that are going on at the moment, aren't there? The, we do treat water to a certain extent, even up here in the mountains. There's, oh, absolutely. There's one, I think, down near Winmalee, there's a, yep. a water tank, and there's certainly quite a large one down at St Mary's. Yep. And they, re they, they actually filter the waters through different processes, and then I think that goes back into the river. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of different schemes. There, there are there are whole um, suburbs that are hooked up, for example, to grey water reuse systems. So it goes through through the shower, through the tap, and then gets put um, made available for garden reuse after that. So yeah. there's lots of different yeah. options that, that could be done. Yeah. It's it's ah. about money and infrastructure. It is money, but it, you, as far as you're concerned, you think this is really something that has to happen in the future, anyway. Oh, we, we have to, to you know, we have to reduce our footprint on the earth, and and part of that is reducing the amount of water that we are taking yeah. away from yeah. um, other parts of the environment, which yeah. otherwise, or well, which actually do always need it. We're diverting some of it. Thanks, thanks, Pete. I've, I did find uh, a few little things out. Uh, it was, and it interested me, and in fact it quite flabbergasted me too, was that it takes 160 litres of water to produce an average banana, mm. and 1,540 litres of water per kilo of beef. Wow. Um, yeah. 2,700 litres of water to make enough cotton for a single T-shirt. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, and and part of the, that that issue they call it the water footprint is is that you know that water is often taken from you know producing third third world or developing nations and and we use the products here so in a way we're kind of taking their water to yeah. produce our sort of you know high value foodstuffs that um, yeah we're, we're kind of um, uh, pu pushing the 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 effects a out of our immediate sphere. Yeah. And one thing that uh, also uh, disturbed me a little bit when I was going through all of these uh, notes on water and things was that uh, a lot of the water is actually out of government hands. It's, um, it, they provide water entitlements. Uh, a gigalitre is a thousand million litres and apparently China owns 732 gigalitres in Australia. Mm. Uh, followed by USA, which has got 720, and UK, Canada, Singapore, France, Switzerland, Belgium, New Zealand, Netherlands, all own uh, the rights to Australian water, which is quite amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so these are companies that have bought entitlements and are using that water for irrigation and other purposes that are owned offshore. Offshore. So, yeah. oh, wow, my God. So they can get an entire. So is that our our water that is going offshore in that sense? Uh, in, in in a sense, it's it's been it's owned by foreign um, powers. Like it's it's sold on the market. That you have a water right, yeah. and and that right is, but it's not like they were actually sending the water offshore. Where the the foreign owners are using that water rights for for okay. money making ventures. Okay. Um, and also it was interesting because I, I wanted to know where actually water was being used, where the most of it was being used. And, uh, of course, agriculture uses about 66% uh, of water. Mining uses 26% uh, industry, about 4 Now, industry, that covers construction, energy, industry, manufacturing and transport, 
uh, and other uses, 2.8% covers tourism, trade, others, and uh, sort of research use, usage. So, um, again, agriculture, of course, in Australia, if we bring manufacturing back, then manufacturing is probably going to use more of that. But Indeed. mostly, of course, it is with agriculture. So, um, And some water usage in the figures, it doesn't always fit into a particular category, but they... Um, they, they just use it as another. So you might ask, how can we live in Australia, a country blighted by drought and bushfire? How, uh, bushfire, how can we survive as we continue to expand our citizen population? Mm -hmm. Apart from building more dams, which all I, always I say is, well, you can build the dam, but if it doesn't rain, it's not going to fill. Yeah, and, you know, building a dam, you're taking that water you are deliberately stopping that water from going downstream. That's the whole point. And that water was otherwise used downstream. So you know, right. it's, it's always a problem. Yeah. Um, and Western Australia did initiate a recycling program, uh, which was due to the severity of the drought, droughts going on in that state. Um, and again, I just say, well, if we could use their technology, then we could look at uh, places such as Tamworth, Wagga, Albury, Wodonga, again, you know, like that. But uh, yep. meanwhile, every little helps. Indeed. And um, if you'd like to try some of the suggestions we've discussed, please try do your bit. Um, Blue Mountains uh, Union Council website or this podcast, you'll be able to listen again and uh, get back to us on that. So um, uh, thank you, Pete, for joining us and Thanks, explaining John. some of that. It's been great. Thank you very much. Thanks, um, Peter and John. Thanks for that. Thank you.